BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Yo, next round is about to start. You ready? Yeah, yeah, just shopping for a car in Carvana. For real? Yeah, Carvana makes it super convenient to shop whenever, wherever. For real? That's a ton of car options. Yep, and these are all within my price range. For really real? You can afford that? Yeah, with Carvana. And boom, just like that, I'm getting it delivered in a couple days. For really, really real? You just bought a car. For real, and you just lost. My turn. Visit Carvana.com to shop for thousands of vehicles under $20,000. At Consumer Cellular, you get the same exact coverage as the largest carriers, but for up to half the cost. Same thing, up to half the cost. Up to half the cost for the same thing. 50% the money for 100% the same thing. I hope I'm making myself clear. Consumer Cellular. When freedom calls, we're here to answer. Call us at 1-888-FREEDOM. Half the cost savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single-line 5-gigabyte data plan with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest-cost single-line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plan offered by T-Mobile and Verizon May 2023. We all know by now that atrocities were committed by Hamas on October 7th, which kicked off a vicious war as Israel defends herself from terrorists on every side. The toll on the Israeli people is staggering and massive. Hundreds of thousands of Israelis have been forced from their homes, entire communities torn apart, lives devastated by death and destruction. The International Fellowship of Christians and Jews, IFCJ, is right there in the middle of it every single day. They're distributing critical things like food, medicine, emergency supplies for hundreds of thousands of suffering people. The need is great, and that's why I'm here. Every donation is urgently needed to help the people of Israel. If you want to give, and you should, go to supportifcj.org and give as generously as you can. Your gift will be matched to double the impact and help provide twice the support. Again, that's supportifcj.org. Supportifcj.org. Religion should never talk about that. So, of course, we'll talk about that tonight. We'll talk about Brian Dean Wright updating us. We'll talk to Greg Price. What is all this FTX stuff? Great light in the mood. All that's coming up on I'm Right. Today's a good day. A day America takes a vital step toward equality toward liberty and justice, not just for some, but for everyone, everyone. Toward creating a nation where decency, dignity, and love are recognized, honored, and protected. Today, 
I signed the Respect for Marriage Act into law. That was Joe Biden yesterday. I did enjoy that little bit there about decency. Decency, huh? One of the guys, one of the turbo freaks who was there on invitation to the White House yesterday, uh, his pictures are so vile, we can't show them to you because I know there are children watching the show. He has said things like, and I quote, anyone who thinks drag isn't for children is wrong. Yes, I'm just overwhelmed with the decency. Cindy Lauper, of course, got out there, got in on the action. We can rest easy tonight because our families are validated and because now we're allowed to love who we love. Bless Joe Biden and all the people that worked on this for allowing people not to worry and their children not to worry about their future. So maybe you're mad right now. Maybe you spent all day being mad Maybe you were mad about the White House being lit up in the rainbow flag. Maybe you're angry about rainbow flags, pride flags flying at U.S. embassies around the world. Maybe you're angry that you can't watch a Disney movie, you can't go on YouTube, you can't do virtually anything without being waterboarded by rainbow-colored water anymore. Maybe this stuff makes you angry. Maybe when Pride Month comes around, you get super upset. Pride Month, I believe, is June every year, and then you watch every single company you patronize all of a sudden become LGBTQ and advertise for everything and just pour all this stuff. Maybe all this stuff makes you angry. Maybe it makes you sick. Maybe, maybe you've said this. Maybe you found yourself saying this. This is ridiculous. This is, this is not who we are. You said anything like that? It's not who we are? Well... Let's have a talk. Just you and me talking here. Let's have a talk. I'm saying this to you as someone who has said all of those things, including that's not who we are. Maybe it's time to have a moment. Maybe it's time for you and me, just you and me talking, to have an honest moment. And honest moments are hard when you're getting real honest, especially when it comes to things like yourself. You ever had one of those? You ever had a long, hard look in the mirror after going through some things and saying, oh man, it's my fault. It's difficult. Far an honest self-assessment is one of the most difficult things. So what I'm about to say is probably gonna hurt, gonna hurt you to hear, gonna hurt me to say. Let's talk about it. Maybe you found yourself saying that's not who we are. And let me ask you a question. Are you sure? Now, I understand that's not who you want us to be. I I get that. That's not who I want us to be either. I don't want us to be a nation of turbo freaks. I don't want other countries around the world to turn on the television and see uh, the president partying with drag queens and trannies. I don't want the White House lit up in rainbow colors. I want my kids to be able to watch Nickelodeon without a drag queen twerking in his face. I I, I want that, that too, but... Maybe that is who we are. You know, religion is one of those things you're never supposed to talk about, certainly not on TV and radio, because it makes people so angry. But I don't give a crap what makes you angry or anyone else. We have to have honest conversations. Nations have religions. They do. 
tiny tribes have religions. 5,000 years ago, if you were to go to the hinterlands, I guess everything was basically hinterlands back then, and you were to find some tiny village of 100 people, you would find that they have a religion. They have a belief system of some kind. That is how human beings are built. That's how societies are built, because religion is the central pole that society orbits around. It's how it makes its laws. It's how it, it's how it decides what is good, what is bad, what is incentivized, what is disincentivized. These things are determined by the religion that anchors a society. So let me ask you, as long as we're doing a very painful, honest self-assessment, what's our religion? Just asking. Maybe you call yourself a Christian. Maybe you're a Christian, right? And America, there's no question about it, is a, well, was a Christian nation. We were founded by Christians. Our founders believed in God, talked about it extensively. That's part of how they made our laws. It's just, okay, so Christian nation. It's what we are. So let me ask you, right now, if you were to go down to the movie theater right now, just close your eyes and randomly pick a movie and walk in, would you see Christianity? Would you be more likely to see Christianity represented in that movie or LGBTQ represented in that movie? Let me ask you, if you go down to the local school, local high school, and you were to go through the curriculum, would you be more likely to see your religion represented or would you be more likely to see LGBTQ represented? Yesterday at the White House, big deal to get an invite to the White House with the President of the United States of America. Did you see your religion represented? Are you starting to see what I'm saying? Do you remember that, do you remember that month where corporate America dedicates itself to Christianity? You can't turn on the television set without seeing the Ten Commandments. They're talking, oh, oh you don't remember that month? Because that month doesn't exist? Maybe it's time for us to have an honest conversation. And maybe it's time for us to stop saying that's not who we are. Maybe it is who we are. It's not who you are, I know. It's not who I am. Life sucks. You don't always get what you want. Your religion is not always represented by the nation. That would be a naive, that would be a historically naive way to look at life. Maybe you, maybe you're a minority now. And maybe it's exactly who we are. And do keep in mind, as powerful as the demon mob is, they still very much consider themselves victims. And, well, Joe Biden said it best. When a person can be married in the morning and thrown out of a restaurant for being gay in the afternoon, this is still wrong. Yeah, that's not happening. That doesn't happen in the United States of America. But because that's the religion of the state. That's our new religion here in the U.S. of gay. You can push out outright lies like that with no pushback whatsoever. You see, gay people aren't getting kicked out of restaurants for being gay. Christians, however, are being kicked out of restaurants for being Christian. We just brought you the story a little bit earlier. Big Christian group just had the reservation canceled for the reason of being Christian. And look, I'm mad about it, you're mad about it, but let's be honest. That Christian group doesn't represent the religion of the United States of gay. Just simply doesn't. Oh, you can get kicked out of a restaurant if you're unvaccinated, not wearing a mask, if you're a church group. But if you're a gay group, you're not going to get kicked out of anywhere. Why? 
because you've chosen to follow the current state religion. And this religion, let's do keep in mind, we're not talking about somebody's personal private choices here. This religion, it's after your children. I want you to, I want you to remember this. Before I play this Biden clip, I want you to remember something. Because maybe you've said this to your kids or to your spouse about your kids. Maybe you've said something to the effect of, I don't want to get political with them. Let's let kids be kids. Have you ever said something like that? I know I did with my kids when I was younger. No, 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 no. I don't, we don't need to talk to them about it. Let's let kids be kids. I want you to understand that you are standing on the goal line, right? You're in a football field. You're standing on the goal line. And your child is on the opposite goal line. And standing right beside you is the LGBTQ demon mob. And at some point in time, the starter is going to fire off the gun and it is officially a race to get to your child. And you don't want to lose that race. You don't want to let them get to your child first. Because they might, they're going to try to cut his penis off. Here's Joe Biden. We need to challenge the hundreds of callous, cynical laws introduced in the states targeting transgender children, terrifying families, and criminalizing doctors who give children the care they need. The care they need. The care they need. Maybe this is exactly who we are. You see, they're, sp they're spending $2 million in the state of Oregon, Department of Education is, to make sure that LGBTQ is being woven into every single part of the curriculum. Do you remember that last initiative where $2 million was spent to make sure Christianity was woven in every part of the curriculum? Oh, you don't? You don't remember that? Yeah, that's because your religion is not who we are anymore. All that may have made you uncomfortable, but I am right. We have a great show for you. We have Congressman Scott Perry on next. We're going to talk to him about many things, the Freedom Caucus, the House Speaker race, the omnibus bill. Before we get to any of that, let's get to this. Maybe you're stuck. Maybe you're stuck in a timeshare you bought. Maybe you want out. Maybe you don't want to get a new bill every single year saying, time to pay your annual fees. Hey, by the way, they've doubled. Maybe you're tired of the special assessments. Maybe you're just kind of done with all this. And if you are, I don't blame you one bit. You should be. And you should know that you're not stuck. Lone Star Transfer will get you out. I know it because they're successful 99% of the time. They're so confident. I mean, this is bordering on cocky. They're so confident they put it in writing. They guarantee they'll get you out, and they give you a time frame. Eh, yeah, we're getting you out by this time. You're one phone call from Freedom. 844-310-2646. 844-310-2646. Or LoneStarTransfer.com. We'll be back. Each morning, the President of the United States receives a highly classified briefing on the most important issues facing the country. It's called the President's Daily Brief, or PDB. It's delivered by America's spies and analysts. Well, now you can hear your very own PDB in the form of a podcast hosted by me, Brian Dean Wright, a former CIA operations officer. Each morning at 6 a.m. Eastern, I'll bring you 15 to 20 minutes of the most important issues facing the country giving you the critical intelligence and analysis you need to start your morning. Well, 
Washington, D.C. apparently hasn't changed at all. You see, we have what's called a lame duck Congress, meaning GOP is about to take over the House, not the Senate. That sucks, but that's life. And of course, they're working on a massive bill, a bill they love to call, they do this all the time, omnibus. And every time I've ever seen one of these things, it's been a complete disaster. So what's in this new crappy bill, and is it going to pass? Joining me now, friend of the show, Representative Scott Perry, of course, of the wonderful House Freedom Caucus, where you can go find the actual decent congressman out there. Okay, uh, Congressman, what's in the omnibus bill, and is it going to pass? Well, Jesse, thanks for having me on. We don't know what's in the omnibus bill. Omnibus bill. First of all, they say they have a framework, so we don't know what's in the framework. Second of all, we're not involved in crafting the framework, at least not in the House of Representatives. Now, there are Senate Republicans that are involved. I say Senate Republicans so-called because, look, if you're a conservative, if you're trying to do what the, your, your, your Republican voters in your state sent you to do, you're not going to be doing this. But here's what I can tell you. I think it's about... 1.6 to 1.9 trillion dollars in additional spending. Oh. Jesse, just for the context, the Fed just announced more rate increases to crush to crush the housing market and to, to, to tamp down this runaway record inflation and in and, and, and the Senate and soon to be in the House of Representatives were pouring the gasoline of printed money, just created money out of thin air on the on the fire. We are standing on the precipice of that. And of course, on cue with Christmas looming, they're going to back us right into a corner and say, well, if you don't vote for it, the government's going to shut down right before Christmas, and so-and-so is not going to be able to buy, you know, their child, you know, G.I. Joe with the Kung Fu grip or something like that, right? So that's where we are. Well, the government shutting down right before Christmas would be the greatest Christmas gift I could ever receive. But all <laughs> that aside, do they, do they genuinely not see the debt and how it's going to smash this nation. I realize it hasn't yet, but it is obviously we're in the early stages of it. They, they all, both parties continue to do this as if that freight train is never going to get here. It blows my mind. Yeah, and, and let me introduce you to what's called modern monetary theory. And of course, the left has oh. fully taken this on and believe in it. Now a bunch of folks of Republicans are starting to believe it. And that theory says that because we're the reserve currency, it doesn't actually matter how much we spend. We can spend as much as we want to. We don't even have to tax for it. Now, Jesse, they're going to continue to tax you because they want to punish certain activities that people like you engage in, like buying SUVs, buying gasoline, living in a home instead of a tent, those kind of things. But that's where we're, that's the, that, that's, that's where we're headed right now. They don't see debt as an issue because they don't think it's ever going to be a problem and, and I mean, literally, they don't think it's ever going to be a problem. Of course, China is happy just to watch us do this and and destroy our country and the opportunities for any future that our children are going to have. One thing I did find a little bit encouraging, although I don't trust it at all, was Kevin McCarthy, at least, sounds like he's against it. Here he was. Are you going to get a time to read it? They're trying to jam us right before Christmas. Why would you ever move forward when there's a change in power in 21 days where Republicans would have a stronger hand? That we wouldn't be talking about adding more money, we'd talk about decreasing. Yeah. Okay, well, look, well, uh, that uh, sounds I, good. He's been sounding good. What say you? That, that sounds good, but we got to back that up, right? So how do we back that up? We need every single Republican in the House of Representatives voting no on this to provide no cover 
you know, you, you always notice how the Democrats and the media say bipartisan support. We should provide no bipartisan support in the House. And quite honestly, members, including the guy that wants to be the next Speaker of the House, needs to call out these Republican senators and say, quit betraying the people that sent you. Quit betraying your own children and grandchildren. Quit betraying the country. Nobody sent you here to bankrupt the country. Look, it's unpleasant. We don't want to have to call out Republicans, but let's face it, they've earned it, and we need our, the guy that wants to lead the Republican conference to play hardball because they sure are with us in our wallet. What's the status on this House leadership race? Everyone's talking about it. Where are we at on this whole thing? So, Jesse, I just want to frame it for you. Doing the same things with the same people under the same conditions and expecting a different outcome is the definition of insanity. At least that's what Einstein said. Right now, we see the Senate. They've got Mitch McConnell. You see what you get with Mitch McConnell. Like, you just see it. Uh, and, and the RNC, I have no beef with Ronna McDaniel. But if you lived in the corporate world, which I did, I, re I ran my own business, you have to succeed or you're out of work. In the House of Representatives, we're saying, look, we can't just maintain the status quo. Things aren't working for the American people here. So we have to change something. We either change what we do or we're going to change who does it. Either management has to change or the process has to change. That's what we're looking for. It's not personal. It's not about we don't like you or something like that, but something has to change because we can't, Jesse, we can't spend the next two years doing what we're doing right now, what we did just did with the National Defense Authorization Act, 4,000 plus pages oh. of a Christmas tree bill. You know what I'm talking about, right? And now this omnibus, a trillion, 1.6, 1.9 trillion dollars, no time to read it, you don't even know what's in it. We cannot keep doing the same thing. So we are demanding something change. And that's where we are right now. Something doesn't change, Jesse. Something else is going to change. Speaking of Mitch McConnell, here he was talking about election losses. You have to have quality candidates to win competitive center races. Our ability to control the primary outcome was quite limited in 22 because of the supported the former president. Hopefully in the next uh, cycle, we'll have quality candidates everywhere and a better outcome. Well, I'm not going to sit well, here and well, defend I'm... the quality of every single GOP candidate, but uh, were John Fetterman won because he was of a better quality? Yeah, yeah. I, I would just say this. If the Senate uh, had been more in line, and quite honestly, some of my colleagues in the House of Representatives when President Trump was office, if they would have been more in line with the America First agenda and sticking up for America and the people that go to work every day with a lunchbox and pay the taxes, then I think we'd have been in a much better position. But when you're not willing to support the president who has the support of the people, um, this is the kind of division that you get in the Republican Party. We got to quit having Republicans want to join the uniparty more than they want to support their own base of supporters in their states and in their districts. How bad is it working with Chip Roy every single day? <laughs> Look, you know that Chip is a guy that uh, is reserved. Uh, you oftentimes don't know what's on yeah. his mind. And, of course, he's often afraid yes. to speak his mind. Uh, look, <laughs> if, if, yeah. if, we had, if we had 435 Chip Roys and another 55 in the Senate and, uh, and one in the presidency, I think you would see a completely different United States where we would be free, taxes would be low, and the government wouldn't be telling you, you know, what kind of light bulb you got to buy and what kind of car you're allowed to drive. That would be the difference. Unfortunately, there's just not enough to go around. Amen. Congressman, thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate it.
Jesse, God bless you. Merry Christmas. Thank you. Merry Christmas. All right. This FTX thing is weird. China, Japan is weird. There's just a lot of weird. Why is China... Why are they saber-rattling with Japan? And what's Japan doing about it? Brian Dean Wright's going to join us to discuss the next weird thing that's happening right now. Before he does that, let's do this. Let's make sure your next year, because we're coming up on the end of 2022, let's make sure your next year is the healthiest year you've ever had. No, don't worry, don't worry. I'm not going to tell you to work out more. Go do CrossFit or eat better or anything like that. Change the air you breathe. Now, you can't change the air outside, but the inside air, your home, your office, you can change that. Eden Pure Thunderstorm kills all the viruses and mold in the air. All of them. You're going to be healthier because the air you're breathing in is clean. Go to EdenPureDeals.com. I own six of these. Just plug it in, any room, bedrooms, living room, and you'll, you'll be able to smell the difference. I own six of them. They have a three-pack for sale for my viewers. EdenPureDeals.com. Code JESSE gets you $200 off a three-pack. EdenPureDeals.com. Code JESSE. We'll be back. Uh, we have taken action. We have uh, we have uh, given the D Department of uh, Homeland Security uh, historic funding to deal with this very issue, and so we're going to continue to monitor this. Uh, like as I mentioned, Mayorkas was down at the at uh, in El Paso uh, to talk to local officials uh, to who have been great partners with us, and so again, we're going to do the work. We're going to be prepared, uh, and uh, we're going to uh, make sure we have a a humane uh, process moving forward. Don't worry, they're monitoring it. Quit stressing, they're monitoring it and they're gonna do the work and they're gonna be prepared. Isn't it funny listening to these people say something and say absolutely nothing? Joining me now, my friend Brian Dean Wright of the fantastic President's <coughs> Daily Brief podcast. Brian, don't worry about the border surge, they're monitoring it. Yes, we're gonna do the work and so on and so forth and things and words, yes. yes. Meanwhile, in 48 hours over the past number of days, we've had 16,000 illegal migrants cross the border. So I love all the words. Of course, they mean nothing when you have 16,000 people come across the border in 48 hours. I think that's pretty clear, right? What's interesting is that over the past two or three weeks, the Biden administration has begun to very reluctantly realize that, hey, there is a serious problem on the border. Maybe we should do a little bit of something about it. In fact, Governor Newsom of California is now saying, yeah, there, there is a crisis. We should, we should probably do something. So they're actually looking at Trump-era uh, uh, rules, uh, adopting those things that they said were awful and, and terrible. They're actually going to bring some of those things back. So now they're, they're trying to fight for Title 42, which was a COVID-era-like rule that says you can't come into the country because of COVID. They're looking at doing something, again, called metering which is only a certain number of illegals can try to come into the country in any period of time to claim asylum. Uh, but the one thing that they're not doing that they should be doing is something called remain in Mexico. So if you want to apply for asylum, you got to stay in Mexico and do that. That actually worked. A whole bunch of folks stopped coming to the border because they couldn't get in, right? Our asylum process now is so broken that basically if you can get here, you can stay here. Even if your asylum application will never actually uh, be, be embraced. Okay, Brian, these border surges, it seems like we have to talk about them once every few months, and Joe Biden is president for at least another two years. 
this never stops, does it? No, it's going to continue for the next couple of years. And that's unfortunate uh, and frustrating and infuriating and wrong and awful, right? Because ultimately, as many folks I think have talked about, but it's important to remind ourselves, if you don't have a border, you don't have a country, right? You should be able to determine who comes into this nation. We're not doing that right now. We effectively have a border policy of if you can get here, you can stay here. We don't even have to know who you are. We don't have to vet you. Yeah, that's awful. Right. And that is destructive for the country, but we will eventually lose it. So it is possible that the Republicans on Capitol Hill, specifically within the, the House, can launch investigations and you know bring the American people information that about how bad it is. But will that change things? No, we need a different uh, administration and a different president to do different things to actually ensure we have a border. When did the glasses happen? I've never I've not seen the glasses before. My eyes. Are yeah, too. I have glasses now, too. When did this happen? Yeah, this is. This is what happens when you get in your 40s. You start losing your hair, your eyesight. It's a disaster, my friend. That's why I do podcasts mostly. I just you know, can hide away and no one can see the terrible process of time. Thanks for asking. Yeah, amen. Amen. <laughs> well, look, I'm just looking. I'm just checking in on you, Brian. That's, I'm just checking in. All right. Love. We're not the Love. only country with the border problem. The UK uh, has a big fat one, too, which is weird because I distinctly remember last time I looked at a globe that it's surrounded by water. What's happening? Oh, that doesn't stop the folks who want to get in, does it? So we've got tens of thousands of folks from Albania who want to come into the United Kingdom, as well as other uh, countries throughout Europe and the world. The prime minister uh, in, in the UK is saying, uh, in fact, just a parliament this week, enough is enough. We have had it with all these illegals coming into this country, especially his constituents in the central and northern part of the UK are saying, hey, these illegals are taking up jobs. They are causing crime, a burden on social services. His, uh, what basically his Department of Homeland Security, that person's home secretary said, this is an invasion. We're having so many people come into this country. And what's happening is you've got these uh, gangs, basically, this, these human racketeering gangs that are operating on the coast of the UK and of France. And they're basically taking millions and millions of dollars to ferry people literally in boats across the English Channel into the United Kingdom. That's what's going on. And what, interestingly enough, uh, the UK has, has basically come up with a deal with Rwanda, an African country, giving them over $100 million. They're saying, look, you take these illegals, you, they can apply for asylum there, and we're not going to take them anymore. So basically, they're, they're offshoring their illegal problem, which is a really interesting way to deal with it. So we're not alone. The UK is facing this as well, and it's, uh, it's pretty infuriating for most of the, of the good people of that country. Something tells me the people aren't going to be quite as excited about getting into Rwanda as they were about getting into UK. Maybe that's some kind of an opportunity for us here. But speaking of Africa, African uh, leaders are in Washington, D.C. this week, and Dome is all over it. Here's what she said. So to Africa's young leaders, I say, I am an optimist about what lies ahead for Africa and, by extension, for the world. Simply put, your ability to see what can be unburdened by what has been. I thank you all. Who talks <laughs> like that? All right, why are African leaders here in Washington, D.C.? <clears throat> Oh, sorry, I just had to collect myself from that. That was, it was almost like JFK, but if he was like high on a bunch of drugs. Anyway, uh, so these Washington leaders, first time since 2014, uh, they're here talking about all things Africa, a number of different inter interesting things. One of them, of course, being trade. We're trying to do more. That's great. Uh, also talking about corruption issues. We need to have less of it in Africa. Sure, you bet. 
a couple of very interesting things have uh, percolated through this conversation. One of them is that Biden is going to adopt or create a new council, new presidential advisory council. He's going to have immigrants from Africa tell him and talk to him about what's going on in Africa and what he should be focused on. But that's fine. But what's interesting is that he's going to have black Americans on this council as well. Now, what's fascinating is none of them uh, apparently have to ever been to Africa. None of them have to actually ever speak any of the languages. So I'm not really sure uh, why some of these folks uh, are are on there, uh, other than perhaps a political calculus, a cynic might say. Anyway, so it's it's a very important set of meetings that I think that we do need to pay attention to, uh, most especially because there are a lot of different minerals, for instance, that we need around the world, global marketplace, this country that are in fact in Africa. The Congo, cobalt, they have over 80% of all the minerals, uh, the, the, of that particular mineral, 80% of it comes from uh, uh, the Congo. So we do need to have a very focused set of conversations about African interests and how we can collaborate with them more closely. I'm just not sure how that particular presidential council is gonna get us there, but hey, this, uh, this administration is quite curious. They do strange things, don't they? Why is Japan building up its military? China, China, China. That's the big reason. The United States has been working very closely uh, with, uh, well, I should say the United States is, is very focused on this Chinese issue, of course. And we're looking to our partners in Japan to build up their military in the case there is a war with China. And they're selling something called Tomahawk missiles. Now, those are a very, very advanced uh, type of a cruise missile. Right? It can be used for offensive as well as, of course, defensive purposes. And that's a big deal for that country. Since 1947, their constitution has limited them in terms of developing an offensive capacity. Well, a couple of years ago, they actually tweaked or reinterpreted their constitution. So they're now building up their military base. So it's a pretty big deal. So I will say that the amount of Tomahawk missiles that the Japanese are buying, that it's really a statement. Over four to 500 of them. We've only sold this kind of missile to one country before, and that's the United Kingdom. And we've only given them about 20 to 60 missiles at a time. So this isn't just a purchase. This is a statement. Man. Making a Costco run for the Tomahawk missiles. All right, finally, <laughs> Energy Secretary Granholm's talking about fusion. I don't know what any of these words mean. Here's what she said. So today we tell the world that America has achieved a tremendous scientific breakthrough, one that happened because we invested in our national labs and we invested in fundamental research. And tomorrow, will continue to work toward a future that is powered in part by fusion energy. Brian, what's fusion energy? What's she talking about? Oh my goodness. All right. So let's try to break this down for us non-scientific folk. All right. So we all know about a nuclear power plant or a nuclear bomb. When those things, those explosions happen, they, they bust outwards. The, the atoms inside of these things go out. Well, fusion energy is different. They're actually trying to push those things, those atoms together. When that happens, it creates an exorbitant amount of energy. It's what happens in the sun. So trying to do that has been a goal for over 100 years. It's just really challenging this aspect of pushing atoms together to create energy versus breaking them apart. Well, that's the advance that's been created, or, or at least we've, we've gotten to this place now where we're actually able to extract more energy through this process than we are to put in, right? So that's the whole goal is if we're you know, trying to put in a, a, you know, start a light bulb up, but we got to fire up three light bulbs, uh, you know, the equivalent of that energy, well, that's not going to work. We need a net gain of energy. 
So that's what this is all about. A pretty big deal scientifically that we can use not just on this planet, but potentially power things like spaceships to go uh, out into the interstellar universe and, and explore. So it's a pretty cool advance. We're at least 10 to probably 40 years away from ever receiving these power plants anywhere in the United States. So it's a little bit of science fiction right now, although it's a lot closer to actual science than it's ever been before. Cool. Brian Dean Wright, President's Daily Brief Broadcast. Thank you, brother. As always. All right. What's FTX? Sam Bankman-Fried, we're going to talk to Greg Price about it next. But first, I want you to do me a favor. How many times do you hear someone tell you this? Everyone tells you people to put down your phone. I want you to pick up your phone for me. Pick it up. All right? I want you to pick it up. I want you to unlock it. And I want you to go to the App Store. And I want you to download Public SQ. Public SQ. What is it? It is what you are now going to open. You might as well put it on your favorite screen. You're going to open it every time you're about to leave your home to go buy something, whether it's goods or services, because you're going to start and I'm going to start being better. We're both going to start being better about putting our money where our morals are and buying from businesses who share our values. And we're going to stop, we're going to try to stop buying from businesses who don't. Public SQ is the database. It's growing every day. The database that tells you in your area who shares your values. Public SQ, go download it, all right? We'll be back. And I'd like to thank you, Mr. John Ray III. Chairwoman Waters. Presence here today. Chairwoman Waters, I've not had an opportunity to testify or to question the witness. Uh, I'd like to um, thank you for your presence. Chairwoman Waters. And for the Parliamentary inquiry? Yes. Are all members entitled to question witnesses? You are, and if you would like to miss the votes on the floor for everybody. Hey, it's just the chairwoman's moment. prerogative to call just a recess. one moment, please. That's your decision, not mine. Just one moment, please. You may go right ahead and have five minutes. Thank you. Thank you, Madam Chair. You're certainly welcome, sir. She is the best. By the best, I mean the dumbest. She actually thought she could just end this hearing without the witness being questioned, which leads me to bring in my friend Greg Price, digital strategist Greg Price. Greg, okay, explain to me, I thought this FTX, Sam Bankman-Fried, the Democratic Party doesn't seem to want FTX to be questioned. Pretend I just got here from Mars. What is going on with all this? Apparently he's in the Bahamas? What? What? Yeah, that clip is, is so funny. And, there, you know, it, she also blew a kiss to him one time at, at a congressional hearing, you know, a, a couple months ago. The whole thing is, is just it, it's a truly incredible story. So basically what we have here is FTX was a crypto exchange. It's where people could go buy cryptocurrencies. And it grew to become one of the largest in the world. It grew to be about a $32 billion company. But the more that we learn about FTX and the more that we learn about this guy, Sam Bankman-Fried, it makes you scratch your head and think how this guy ever even earned a dollar. Like, first of all, just just you take one look at the guy. Does that look like someone you would trust to feed your goldfish, let alone invest millions of dollars in, in, in his company? Basically, people would invest in FTX and Sam Bankman-Fried would take that money and he would funnel it to a company called another company called Alameda Research that, that he also founded and was being run by his ex-girlfriend, that the nerdy looking girl you've probably seen go viral lately. 
And basically, they were running this whole scam out of this mansion in the Bahamas, and apparently were having some like group orgies or whatever while while doing it. But the whole thing, you learn about it, and it's ridiculous. They had a signal chat where they talked about the business of this company that they literally titled Wire Fraud. They, we learned during the hearing <laughs> yesterday also. Yeah, they literally, the name of their group chat was Wire Fraud. We also learned during their hearing that they were using QuickBooks to do their uh, accounting. Um, QuickBooks are a tool that was created by Intuit to help small businesses uh, do their finances. And, you know, it's meant for like, you know, your local mom and pop uh you know, lampshade company. It's not meant for a $32 billion crypto enterprise. It would be like if the people who did the Avengers edited it, edited it on iMovie or something like that. And yet, despite all of this, this guy became the youngest crypto billionaire in the world. He created a company worth $32 billion. He was doing Super Bowl commercials with Larry David. He was doing commercials with Tom Brady. He had the naming rights to the Miami Heat's home arena. And he was literally working with members of Congress to to write crypto regulations for this entire company, even though he was running what was essentially a giant house of cards. Okay, Greg. Now, can you explain? Now, obviously, Maxine Waters is an idiot, so maybe that's the explanation for the for the clip we played off the top. But is this somebody Democrats are uniquely invested in? Why would she try to prevent them from being questioned? Well, that's exactly correct. Sam Bankman-Fried was only second to George Soros in donations to the Democrat Party in the 2022 election cycle. Whenever there was a Democrat campaign ever, anywhere, Sam Bankman, money from Sam Bankman-Fried was probably involved. You know, it's it's that, and that's like part of the reason why he was able to get away with this for so long because he donated money to the right politicians. He was the, you know, he was the son of college professors. He went to good schools. He was a liberal who donated to progressive co causes and to Democrat candidates. And essentially these people, they don't want to bite off the hand that feeds them. And that's why, that's why instead of, you know, being exposed for what he was doing, stealing people's money and run, and, you know, running a $32 billion company that didn't even have a board of directors, instead of doing that Democrat, <laughs> you know, he was giving money to all of the people who should have been investing in that. Gosh. Okay. So why do we have all these FTX representatives in front of Congress and not Sam Bankman freed himself? Yeah. Well, so, you know, interesting timing that, you know, DOJ could have chosen any time in the last month to, to extra to indict Sam Bankman-Fried, the government could have extradited him from the Bahamas anytime they wanted to, and they mysteriously chose to do it the day before he was supposed to testify remotely uh, in front of Congress. That you know, no, no coincidence at all, right there. That that's when they chose to indict him. Um, you know, first of all, I, it's a good thing that he's being indicted. The guy deserves to spend the rest of his life in jail. But you know, the timing of it does really make you scratch your head and wonder, you know. What was he going to say, you know, under oath in Congress, being questioned by, you know, Republican representatives? You know, the timing is certainly, it certainly doesn't seem like a coincidence, Jesse. No, it definitely doesn't. All right. Hey, I got to bring this up. I saw there was a Mediate article yesterday. Now, I don't read that trash, but I did see a Mr. Greg Price crack the list. How about that? How'd you work that? I have no idea. You know, I... <laughs> I, I'm tied. I'm tied for 70th, according to Mediaite's most influential media figures of 2022, and I beat Taylor Lorenz, Chris Christie, and Ben Collins. So you know, 
I think it was a stupid list because it was wildly biased towards like corporate media figures. Like for some reason, Chris Cuomo was on the list. He's probably like the least most influential person in media. But, you know, I'll take the W of being considered by corporate media outlets more influential than Taylor Lorenz and Ben Collins. I think that that's certainly a W in my mind. Plus you're saying and they're not. All right. Greg Price, <laughs> thank you, my brother. Come back soon. Always happy to be on with you, Jesse. Thank you. All right. We have a light in the mood next. But I want you to know we have, we've done many specials on the show. Many, many specials. China and communism and history and all kinds of things. But we have our most special special coming this week. It's special because it's all about me. We have a story of Jesse special coming. Now, if you want to watch it, you have to go to thefirsttv.com slash support and sign up to be a First TV supporter. Enjoy learning everything you've always wanted to know, maybe, about me. We'll be back. All right, it's time to lighten the mood. And you know one thing we don't do enough of on this show? And frankly, all of us as a society, we don't do enough of this. We don't celebrate good things happening to good people. We never do that enough, do we? We need to do more of it. I need to do more. You need to do more. And you know what else we don't celebrate? We don't celebrate bad things happening to bad people. That's maybe my favorite thing in the world to do. So, for instance, the Washington Post. Now, I'm of the belief that we have many, many American media companies that are, frankly, anti-American. And to be honest, not to put too fine a point on it, I think they've become hostile insurgencies aimed at bringing down the United States of America and have done quite a bit to do that. If you're going to list the most despicable media publications in America, TV, print, anything, Washington Post is no doubt in your top five. They could easily be number one. It is a wretched publication that has been pulling at the strings of this society for a very, very long time. They've done a lot to bring us to where we are now. So the Washington Post also lost about half a million subscribers last year. And today there was a Washington Post meeting where they announced some layoffs. That's too bad. Hey, no big deal. They should uh, learn to code. I mean, uh, they should learn to build solar panels. All the solutions they've been telling other people. No big deal. Just learn to code. And so we couldn't just stick with that. We have to continually point out that the Democratic Party and their media friends have a poop problem. Whether it's Jerry Nadler pooping himself on stage or Eric Swalwell farting on TV, there's something about the gas party that I don't understand. MSNBC, another guest on. Somebody's breaking them loose. Well, that space now appears to be being filled with Ron DeSantis, and it's being viewed as a threat by Trump supporters, Trump backers, Trump advisors. 
Kasırma. Each morning, the President of the United States receives a highly classified briefing on the most important issues facing the country. It's called the President's Daily Brief, or PDB. It's delivered by America's spies and analysts. Well, now you can hear your very own PDB in the form of a podcast hosted by me, Brian Dean Wright, a former CIA operations officer. Each morning at 6 a.m. Eastern, I'll bring you 15 to 20 minutes of the most important issues facing the country giving you the critical intelligence and analysis you need to start your morning. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Head in store and shop for all your favorite personal care essentials to earn four times rewards points. Shop for products from Olay, Always, Gillette, Vicks, and Crest. Plus, check out new items like Mr. Clean Magic Eraser Ultra Thick Multi-Surface Cleaner. No more sponges or other cleaning products needed. And Head & Shoulders Bare Soothing Hydration Shampoo, a new kind of anti-dandruff shampoo with only nine ingredients. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. If you are an accredited investor, U.S. oil and gas should be part of your investment portfolio. Visit LabradorEnergy.com. Beyond the possibility to invest in a sector that historically delivers sound returns, when you invest with Labrador Energy, you may be able to structure your investment to offset active or passive income. According to many sources, U.S. oil and gas drilling remains one of the best tax-advantaged income investments available. Visit LabradorEnergy.com. You may be able to reduce your tax liability while investing in a sector that historically delivers sound returns. Learn more at LabradorEnergy.com today. Offer for accredited investors only. Past performance is no indication of future results. Investing involves risk. Consult your legal, tax, and financial advisors and read the prospectus before making any investment decisions. Visit LabradorEnergy.com for the prospectus and more information. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, it's your favorite throwback podcast hosts, Jessica Bennett and Susie Bannikaram, here to announce a new season of our show in retrospect, which means a whole new batch of episodes diving into the pop culture moments we love and love to pick apart. From the dethroning of the first black Miss America to the legacy of a lesbian joke from four Kaftan-loving Golden Girls. Listen to In Retrospect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.